and the idea that we're standing right before our Kaddish Baruch Hu is something that he wants us to really think about, that God is not somewhere else. And we are in a real conversation with Hashem. Vitira, and see, we're on page 230 in Chelkei Amiti. He says, this is very difficult for a person to truly picture or imagine. Ya'an ein hachush ozer because our senses do not help us at all. You can't see God. Right? No matter what, you cannot see God. Right? So sometimes we can have an idea, which is a lofty idea, but you can kind of relate to it, and we can hear, we can see something, or hear something, or somehow, but God is completely above all of those things. So our chush does not help. Omnam, however, what does help is our seichel, our intelligence. Mishahu ba'al seichel nachos. A person who possesses a proper intellect. With just a little bit of reflection. And paying attention to this. One could, one can, establish in their heart the truth of this matter. That he is coming and dealing, give and take, directly with Hashem. And we are supplicating, we are pouring our hearts out to Hashem. And from Him we're asking for what we need. And God is listening, paying attention to our words. Now this is a phrase to me which is astounding. Like you're talking to your friend. Now for me, that, that phrase always jumps out at me. Because on the one hand, he's saying that we are before Hashem, and we're in awe. And, this, and, and he says, and you know what? It's like talking to your friend. Why did he say that? Why didn't he say you're, you're talking to a melech? He could have said the same thing. If you're standing before a king, the king is right in front of you also. He could have said that. But El Rey Ehu, to me there is, I'm, I'm going to venture to say, I'm not sure if I'm correct, there's a little bit of a comfort level here. Hashem, we have to have your Haromamus. That Hashem is, you know, Melech Malchei Hamlachim. But there's something in that word to me, and the Ramchal is extremely careful with his words, that connotes a comfort level. That we're not so afraid that we can't open our mouth. No, we're talking to somebody. And his friend, same word, is paying attention and he's listening to you. And that line there is what I really wanted to bring out because I think the Ramchal introduces that with intent that we have to have both yiras haromamus and that it, to get comfortable, not complacent, not in any way um, light, 
but get comfortable with the fact that we're talking to God. And then once you've got that, then you have to go back and think about Hashem's lofty places, His God loose. That truly he's above and beyond any praise and any bracha. Anything that we could picture as being whole and complete, Hashem is beyond all that. That we could possibly conjure up in our thoughts. So he goes right back, right? We're before Hashem. He is the complete, he's completely in charge of all of creation. He's your friend. He's your Eya. He's listening. And then remember that there's no word that you could possibly say that would truly define him or describe him. So I, I relate to this because I feel that if you go too much in one way or the other, then we're, we're losing something of the essence of tefillah. If God is chas our buddy, like, no, that's not Yeras He's not our buddy. But he is our friend, right? He's there for us, and you can talk to him like you would talk to your friend. And on the other side, Yeras a person should, ultimately, we should at some point in our life have experiences that we can barely open our mouth before Hashem when, when, we, when we realize before whom we're standing. We, we need to have that, but then we have to open our mouth and talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's this balance between Yeras Haromamus and Medaber El Re'ehu V'Re'ehu Makshi V'Shomea Ela. That's it. I think I wasn't thinking so much of the comfort level that that is, but that when I think of why you're a friend to somebody is because they understand you. Mm -hmm. And that a king, you understand, is powerful, and you can have a presence, you know, you could be in his presence, but you're, there's a fear because you don't know if he understands you. You know that he has the power to go this way or that way with you, but the fact that a Hashem... You relate him as Re'ehu, to me, even on the show, you're budding with him, but that there's a comfort level in that he understands me. Of course, he right. understands me more than I understand myself. Right. But he understands me like a friend understands me, which means mm -hmm. with compassion and with love. Right. Yeah, that, I, I agree. And, that, and that's, I think that's a big part of the idea of he's your Re'ya, that you're your beloved friend. Yeah. Yeah, please, this is Shum. Yes. Yes. It's it's both of those things, yeah. And he really is bringing out both, that it is awe. He's not talking about Yurasa Onesh here, which is fear of punishment, that's a lower level of fear. He's, he is specifically talking about Yurasa Ramamus. But then this awe is also accompanied with Reus, a simultaneous relationship of awe and Reus, which, as Rebison said, is not what you feel when you stand before a king. 
right? That is just awe. He's not your friend. You know, but Hashem is our friend. And he is Melech Mafei HaMlafei. Yeah, me or Jeff Mahana, please, yeah. <laughs> You're afraid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's not your friend. And that's right. Yes. Right. So that um, experience kind of brings up some, something that you are afraid of. It's not really awesome. I think it's not awesome, but. But there is fear. Yes. Yeah, so definitely that's fear. That's like, to me, the word yeah, well, also re- remember that it's true that we don't re- relate to a king. We have a president, he's democratically elected, it's not the same thing. Even though we know we are meant to have certainly respect uh, for that office, you know, that's a big big part of uh, showing kavod. Kavod hamalchus is respecting your government officials. But a king was somebody who, at, you know, at whim could say, okay, he's dead, you know. A person is very frightened to be in front of you. get a little time of that when you talk to a, a police officer who has a certain control and authority. But we want to make sure that when we are, we're talking about a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that that's one dimension and the other dimension is the, the Ahava dimension. And they're meant to be simultaneous. Okay, we're going to take it. Okay. Now what we're going to do is, let's see, is there the next part to that? Yeah, so very last word on the page, on 230. Va'od, and additionally, One also must reflect, top of 232, on the lowliness of man. His shortcomings, l'fi because we're physical, the so, and we are uh, thick. Right? We're, we're not refined relative to Malachim. And certainly, if we are bringing into the Cheshbon our Averas, so not only existentially, you know, are we lowly physical creatures. Even without any Averos, we are. But certainly if we add into the mix our Averos, because how could a person not tremble, and not shake, when we're speaking before God, and we're mentioning God's name, and we're trying to uh, be in God's favor, Ritsui. As David Amalek says, serve Hashem with fear, with awe, and rejoice, but in trembling. That's the phrase we always use for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Gilu Bira'ada. There's simcha and trembling at the same time. Elna Aratz Besod Kadoshim Rabba, Hashem is mighty. 
amongst the group of his holy ones. Venora al kosavivav, he's awesome in the presence of all who are surrounding him. Ki hamalachim, because when it comes to malachim, angels, lihiyosam yoser krovim elav visparach, being that they're closer to God, more so than people who have this physical body that we have to contend with. It's easier for them to conceive of Hashem's great praises. They don't have a physical impediment. Therefore, the awe of Hashem is much more noticeable and present amongst Malachim than it is amongst people. Nonetheless, David HaMelech would praise and say, I will bow down to your holy sanctuary in fear of you, in awe. Or, on account of my name, he trembled. And Ezra says, Elokai, Hashem, my God, boshti v'nichlamti, I'm ashamed. Loharim elokai ponai elecha, even to lift up my face toward you. Right, so that's all the form of yura, which is a result of a person reflecting upon our own limitations, our own smallness. So the first one was yiras haromamus, that's reflecting on Hashem's greatness. The second one is yura reflecting on our own smallness, standing for Hashem. The two different pathways to Yerashamayim, and they're both necessary. V'ulam hazos shetigbar Where does this Yura start? It starts in the heart. V'acharkach tar'eh pu'uloseha gam haguf And then it starts to spread out amongst the other limbs of the body. Halohema, for example, koved harosh, literally heaviness of head, it means seriousness. Vihishtachavo, and prostrating oneself before Hashem. Shiflus ha'enayim, keeping one's eyes downward. Ukefifas ha'yodayim, and folding your arms. Kevet katan lifnei melachrav, like a small servant or a slave, in the presence of a great and powerful king. V'chein amru b'gemorah, and the Gemorah says, Rava pechar umatzle, Rava would fold his hands and daven, Omar, and he used to say, ka'avda ka'memore, it's like a servant before his master. Now, there are halachos about how a person is supposed to stand by Shmon Esrei, and one of them is to do this. You take your right hand, you put it over your left hand, and you stand like that. That was the way that an Eved would stand before his master. That's what he's describing here from Rava. That would, would stand like this and with his head bound a little bit. And that's the Tzura of Shimon Esrei. Uh, the, the, all of our great people say that the eyes are down, but the heart is up. So, Enayim Lamata, Velibo Lamala. Eyes downward, heart upward. So, on the outside, we have a posture of humility. On the inside, we're feeling yura, ahava, and hope, and the standing before 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you ever noticed, you know, that amazing video that came out of the Chafetz Chaim a year or two ago, at, before that convention, when he was walking in, it was like out of nowhere, all of a sudden we had a five-second video of the Chafetz Chaim. I felt like it was Tchiyas Mason. Like, I, I couldn't believe I was watching the Chafetz Chaim walk. I had to, like, rub my eyes and say, I never thought I would see that in my life until Tchiyas Mason. So there's, um, there are pictures of that now. They took still pictures from that five-second film, and you can get them. And I noticed in the picture, as the first time I was walking in, he's, 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 he's like this. That's Mamish's pose. He's got his arms folded, his head's a little bit down, and he's not saying from an essay. And he's walking into a, a convention, and I'm, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but for me, I would imagine he was always in that frame of mind. A person who's Dovek Bahakadish Borhu truly. So that's how they are. They're standing before Hashem. And the the pose, the posture is the posture regardless. Alright, so we have to be more conscious of that when we're saying Shmon Esrei. But in Adam Godel, who is always aware before whom he stands, not just when he says Shmon Esrei, you know, I noticed his posture when I saw the, the film and the picture. It was mamish like a person. How, the, how you stand when you say Shema Nesha, except his eyes were open, because you, you do have to see where you're going, right? That's, <laughs> that's important. Yeah, please, Ilana. All right, so I'm, let me go back to that, because I had that same question, and it sounded like there's two, but there really are three. Let me just make sure we got it. All right, so one is the Yiras Haromamus that we talked about. And then the second is the talking to Hashem that he's right in front of you. And the third would be the Yura based on one's own shiftless. I think those are the three. So that's how I divided them up. The third one was not obvious because he doesn't say one, two, three. He says three and then he goes into his paragraph. But the three that I saw were those three. Who we're standing in front of, number one. Secondly, that we're conversing mamish with God. There's that reus component and then our own smallness. You might go through that paragraph and find a a different third one than the Reyes one. That's how, that's how I came up with it. Okay. Right, we're going to move ahead a little bit. And I want to go to page 240. 44. Let me see if that's where it is. Two forty-four. Now we're going to be talking a little bit about about Ahava. And two forty-four, it's the third paragraph where it says Vihine Vadai. You know, maybe I told you this story before, but for me, in terms of talking to Hashem, this story brings it out for me. I heard this from Rabbi Mordechai Perlman, who grew up here in Baltimore, 
lives in Eretz Yisrael, and was in the Mir Yeshiva for a very long time. And he told me this story many years ago, and it was about his Rosh HaYeshiva, Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, the Rosh HaYeshiva of the Mir Yeshiva, Zechus Bracha. So he said he was watching him once, Rabbi Perlman was watching Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. He was watching, he just wanted to see how he conducted himself in his learning. And he wasn't learning with anybody, he was learning by himself. And he has a Gemara over, open in front of him. And he's looking at the Gemara, and then he stands up and he starts to pace, and he has a very puzzled look on his face. And he says, My dear father, I don't understand. So he goes back to the Gemara, he looks at it again, he stands up, he paces a little more, and he says, My father, I, I can't understand. And he goes back to the Gomorrah, walks over to the window, and he says, Tata Adank, my dear father, thank you. And he had a big smile on his face. So he's watching someone talk to God. He's learning his Gomorrah, trying to figure it out. He's talking to Hashem. I don't understand. I don't... Big smile, thank you. So to me, that's that reus component that the Ramcha was talking about. And we should all, as Jews, feel like we can do that. We have the right to do that, and Hashem wants that from us, and we're His people. We're bani matem Hashem and you can talk to Hashem. Yeah, please, you want to... It's not meant to. It's like many of those things in Yiddishkeit where there's this tension between, between two ideas and we're trying to bring both of them together. So you can go into a state of Yura, but in that state of Yura, it's as a result of that, God is far away somewhere. Like, no, we, 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 we veered off. And then we have to make sure to rein ourselves back in. Hashem's right here. He's right in front of me. Hashem is my friend. And then we get a little bit too relaxed. Then we have to remember we're standing before Melech Machi Amlachi. We're, we're in this, we're, it's like steering your car. You know, you, you got to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, keeping yourself on, on track, you know. And every once in a while, the steering wheel is is just fine. You don't, you blended both of them, the right and the left. You're actually going straight. You blended them both. So it's that, it's that experience of apparently conflicting things, but they're really not conflicting, and we're trying to harmonize them. He's always there. And sometimes he's there in a Euro way, sometimes he's there in an Ahava way. 
like the vehicle, the pipeline, it changes its tone, whether it's Elul or whether, for example, coming up it's Ador and Nisan, which is Simcha and Ava. So it's always there, the emphasis on the way he's there is different. So even in Ador, which is the Chodesh of Simcha, you still have to be a Yid with, with Yerashamayim. And even in Elul and Tishrei, where the focus is on Yura, we still have to have Avas Habore and Avas Yisrael. Those other Midos don't go away, but sometimes one becomes more predominant than the other. But the balance is always crucial. If we find that we have, have lost part of the balance, then just about all the time we're, we're off track. That there's meant to be a, a, a mizug, a harmony of midos. And it's not always the same harmony. Sometimes the gavura is more dominant, sometimes the chesed, sometimes the reyus, and the other qualities are sub-qualities within that more dominant mida. But Hashem is always there, right in front of us. Now there is a concept that He's more revealed than at other times. Shemon Esrei would be a good example of that. That Hashem is more revealed in Shemon Esrei. Hashem is more revealed on Shabbos than He is during the week. So, however we relate to that, more access, more open, those are hard things to pin down. But that's what's happening there. I'm taking away a veil that's there normally and He's removing it so there's a stronger, more powerful but any day, any time, any place, Hashem is right in front of us. Yeah, please, Gail. Yeah. Could you um, give us a little bit of attention? I'm a little overwhelmed by the fact that all the sins he has ever committed. Um, all right. <laughs> we're standing here with knowledge. Hashem understands us. Hashem loves us. He knows we're, he knows we're both done. It's just being honest. Remember Rabbi Tversky Zatzal once told us uh, in the in the Tekufa of Yamim Naroim of Elul and Tishrei, and we're talking about Vidui. He said, so we say, Ashamnu, Baganu, Gazamnu. He said, we're not beating ourselves up, right? Like, clapping is not about beating ourselves up. He described it, he says, it's a roadmap to the human personality. These are the things that we do. It's not who we are. Right, we are good in our essence. These are the things that we do. And here's a road map. Let's find out what Ashamnu means. What does Bagadnu? What does Gazalnu mean? We do all these things. We're people. So it's just an honest statement as to what we're prone to as being bus or Vedan. And it's not meant to <clears throat> make us feel like we can't have a relationship you know, with Hashem. On the contrary, we need Him so badly to help us improve and correct our no, our human tendencies. Absolutely. We're trying to internalize these things and take them from the book into our heart so it becomes part of who we are. Yeah, please. Another comment? Uh -huh. 
It sounds like you were opened to the experience, you know, because coming from, let's say, where you were not even knowing truly what that meant, right, and then being affected by it, so that, that to me, that means you were, you were open to being affected by it. Yeah. You made hakakos. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful, very beautiful story. Thank, thank you for, uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Now the Ramchal says, if a person is not spiritually sensitive, then we can walk right by all of the messages in the world and never notice them. You know, so we have to train our eyes and our heart to be spiritually sensitive. So when something does come our way, which we have not yet experienced, no matter where we are. In, in life that we can be open to it. Thank you. Please. This is yes. Yes. That's true. That is true. Yeah, Olam Chesed Ivana. And the Kedusha Slavi Ra. I think we might even learn the, the Mimer at some point that everything relates back to Ava. Deen is only here for the sake of Ava. Hashem made Deen because He loves us, not because He's trying to harm us. So it's true, the underlying Nida is always Ava. But even the vehicle to that can sometimes be Dean or Gavura. We have to experience that in order to get to that Ava. And the Kedushas Levi says that in his Mimer, on the Mimer about Shmon Esrei, that he takes it from the Gemara, Baruch HaTah Hashem Mogain Avraham, that blessed you Hashem, the shield of Avram, of Abraham, Hashem leads everything to Avram, Mogain Avram. Because you open up the Bracha with Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzhak, Elokei Yaakov, those are three different midos, chesed, gevura, tiferes. But the Gemara says, b'cha chosmin, Hashem says to Avram Avinu, that it closes with you. And the, the B'dit Shavarev understands that to mean it all goes to Ava. 
So whether it's beginning with Ava, Gevura, Tiferes, Rachamim, but it's always about Magen Avram. Avram Avinu is a mirror of Chesed, a mirror of Ava. That's the underlying presence always. Maybe that's a remez to Sarah? Is that what you're saying? That's a very nice thought. It's a very nice mashallah. That perhaps Mogain Avraham is a remez to Sarah and Avraham. Because Sarah's Mida was Gavura, as described by Yarsvarim. And you had that balance between Avram, Avin, and Sarah, Imenu. And also the idea of a Kala walking around her chasen under the chuppah, that's a choma, omani choma. That's meant to be a wall. One of the reasons there, she's making a wall around him. A woman in many ways protects her husband. So that's a very nice thought. I haven't seen that brought down, but it's a very nice thought. Mogen Avram, maybe it's a remez to Avram and Sarah together. God. Yeah, please, Mr. Schumann. I always think in that first paragraph of Shmona when it says, Our Hashem, what is the same Hashem of Avram, you're talking about the Catholic it's, it's very inspiring. I found it, it is. intimidating. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is an awesome thing. Yeah. It's a, just like they stood right before him, you know, three and a half thousand years ago, that when we say, Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov, that's the same God. It's the same God all this time. Nothing has changed in our Kaddish Baruch We're standing before him just like they stood before him as well. It's one continuous chain. Very nice. Thank you. But maybe it's Kedai to say this on going into Pesach. It's not about a Kaddish Baruch, it's about the moon, by right? one of Hashem's servants. So one Pesach night, several years ago, I was walking home from Shul. And of course it's the 15th of the month, and it was a clear sky, and it's a full moon up there. And I was going home with our, with our guests, and I kind of lingered outside on the porch, because something was, I don't know, stirring inside. And I looked up at the moon, and, and it's... It's Lil Haseder, and I said, I said to the moon, I was talking to the moon, <laughs> I said, you saw Yitzhiyas Mithraim. That's the same moon. You saw it. On, on this night, over 3,000 years ago, you saw Yitzhiyas Mithraim. And every night when I come home from Pesach, every year when I come home from Pesach, I think about that. Yeah. And it just helps me, God puts me in touch with that memory of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim so many thousands of years ago. But there is a being right in front of us, which is part of our world, which was in the same sky at the time our own people left Mitzrayim. And of course, Kol Shekin, 
Elif Pamim, etc., Kaddish Baruch Hu, always constant, always there. But even his servants, even his servants like the planets and the stars. They're, they're up there being made, you know, testifying to what they saw. Okay, let's see, where are we holding that time-wise? I think I'm still okay. What time do we got? Yeah. I mean a creation. I was just speaking in general terms of general creations. But we do talk about them in those terms as the Shemesh and the Reach and the Kochavim, our Hashem servants. And that does mean their spiritual counterpart, every planet, every, every heavenly being, every heavenly body has a spiritual counterpart behind it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so um, we'll go for another five minutes because uh, we have another section we can do. And, and Rabbi Howard Shavu Nechama, the loss of his, of his father, his rise to Shem, his inherits his throne. Okay, so let's go to page 244. And we'll go from Vihine Vadai. Third paragraph, about halfway down the page. Shemi Sha'ohev Esporo Ahavo Amitis. The person who loves Hashem, his creator, in a true and authentic way. Will not let go of their avodas Hashem for any reason. Unless they are completely a victim of circumstances and nothing they can do about it. One who is in, in love with God does not need persuasion to serve him. But rather his own heart, his own heart will lift him and appease him or bring him to Avodas Hashem. Unless there's some, again, outstanding barrier. So he's saying here a motivation, one of the primary motivations to serve Hashem is love. And we all know that when we're in love with somebody, that nothing gets in the way. Ava Mikal es Hashura, that Ava takes down all the barriers. We don't need any convincing. Hinezoshi, Hamido Hanachmedes, it is a very uh, pure and dear, precious uh, Mida. That our earlier righteous people were Zochetu. Kamaimer David Hamelech Allah Vashon, as David Hamelech said, Ka'ayol ta'arog alafi kemayim, like a deer, yearns for water. Ke'nafshi ta'arog elecha elokim, so too my heart yearns for you, Hashem. Sama nafshi lelokim, my heart thirsts for you, Hashem, lekelchai, the living God. When shall I come? The Omer, now just a few more quotes. My soul is expended for to be in the courtyards of God. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh thirsts for you. 
This was David Hamelas phenomenal yearning for Hashem. Kenyan Masha Amar Hanavi is a Navi said, Lishimcha Lizikha Ta'avat Nefesh, Nafshi Ivi Sikha Balaila Afruhi Bikirbi Ashacharekha. I'm just gonna read through them. The David Atzmo Amar David said, Imzakhartiha Yitsu Aiba Shmura Sehegabh, I mention you even upon my bed. Ba'er Ha'oneg Bahasha Ashua. He's explaining the delight and the pleasure, Shahayalo Bidabro Bo Vishwachavispurashama, in speaking to Hashem and his praises. Va'amar, Veshta Ashab Mitzvosefa, Asher Ohavti, I have delight in your mitzvahs, which I love. Vamar Gam Edosefa Shaashuai. Vihine. Zos Vadai. This is true, certainly. Sha'ahava Zos. Sori Shalotihiya Ahava Taluya Bidavar is not a love which is dependent on something. In other words, our goal is to love Hashem not because we're getting something out of it, but just to love Hashem because He's Hashem. It's not Taluya Bidavar. Vahainu it's not that we love God because he does nice things for us, he gives us wealth, and he gives us hatzlacha. Ela ka'avas ha'ben la'aviv, but rather the love of a child for their parent, which I thought was all those things, by the way. <laughs> all the money that they get and the support, right? But I guess there's something more than that. Shehi ahava tivis mamish, it's a natural love that a child has for their parent. Shetivo machricho, by nature we are... We are moved in that way, the kofehu lazeh, and leaning in that way. Kamaimar hakasuv halahu avicha kanechad. It says in Devorim, Hashem is your father, your master. In other words, it's the natural parent-child relationship that we're referring to, not because we get something out of it. Umidchan avo hazosu. What is the true test of love for Hashem? Bizman hadochak v'hatzorah. When a person is in trouble, the chinam rizal b'yahatz Hashem alokecha. It says in Nishma, you shall love Hashem your God b'chol with all your heart, b'chol nafshecha, and with all of your soul, meaning with all of your life. Afilu notel es nafshecha, even if He takes your life, b'chol maodecha, with all of your maod. One of the things that means is b'chol mamonecha, with all of your money, all of your possessions. Amnam However, we're all human, and we know that in order for sorrow and pain not to be a barrier for our love of Hashem, we have to resolve this. Like, why are we experiencing these things if He loves us? So there are two answers, two approaches. The first one is for everybody. And the second one is for deeply wise people. The first way. It says in the Gemara, Everything that happens is good. Everything that God does is good. That's a statement in the Gemara Brachos. And that means, Even pain, which appears to be bad in our eyes, It is truly good. 
ukamashal harofe hachotech hasabasar, like the example or the metaphor of a doctor who has to cut away flesh, os ha'ever, even to, God forbid, remove a limb, shenifsad, which is becoming deteriorated, kideh she'yavrishar ha'gufalo yamus, to heal that person so that they won't die. So the surgery is for the sake of life. Even though that on the surface it appears to be very cruel what the doctor is doing, truly it's compassionate to do good for this person. You don't stop loving or maybe liking, the doctor is a better word, on account of this. I'm not sure if you love your doctor but certainly you love him because he helps you. As a matter of fact, you will have more love for him. The surgery is over, you're okay, everything was successful, and you, you were healed, and you know, you're feeling horrible, and you say, thank you very much, Dr. So-and-so, for, for such you know, an outstanding surgery. He really hurt you, but he really helped you, and we know that. So, so too. <clears throat> when a person thinks that it's all for their own good, that's why God's doing it. Whether it's difficulty with our body or difficulty with our money, even though we cannot see and cannot understand how this is good for us, it certainly is good for us. So therefore we try not to weaken our love for Hashem, even in times of trouble, or pain, but rather our love should become even stronger and increased from those situations. Now this is something we've all heard in our lives before, we're educated this way, Gamzu Latova, to incorporate it, internalize it as a whole different level of madrega, vavoda, the, the difficult things in life. But that's the first thing that he wants to put out for us in terms of how can we relate to Hashem Ba'ahava when so many difficult things happen. It's because somehow, even in ways we don't understand, it is to our own benefit. Now that's the one which is l'chol adam, for all people. He's going to say one more now, which is for people who are Bali Hamadrega. Right, so what do we got here? 10.25. Okay. All right, no, so, not here. so here we stand at the junction, right? Um, this is the last class of the semester, but we missed twice. So I would be happy to teach next week if you want to come. And I know next week is still is already the month of Nisan. Maybe you, don't, you feel like you need to be home, it's okay. But if we have some people who want to, if you want to raise your hands, if we have a couple of people, I'll be happy to do it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we'll meet. We'll meet next week, and then we can find out what the really wise people how they approach to this. In the meantime, we'll just be regular people for the week, and then we'll go on to one more par- paragraph, most likely about um, kavod, kavod hamitzvos, and what that means. Have, have a great week, everybody. Nice to see you. Please, Mr. Miller. Oh. And 
that help? Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you.